the story of the week so far is Australia's win in India, managing to somehow get back into this series. It's just their 14th test victory in India from 53 attempts. And on the same hand, it's just a third defeat in 45 at home for India. My first guest is a man who scored 51 first-class centuries, 17,000 first-class runs, and finished with a test average of 56. He is undoubtedly one of the classiest batsmen this country has to has produced at a domestic level. His name is Brad Hodge, and he joins me live on Wide World of Sports. He's now dominating in the commentary box. Hodge, welcome to you. <laughs> Afternoon, Sam. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a special day, isn't it, for the Australian team? It's... Uh... Reading out those stats, it was a monumental effort. And to be able to get over the line today in, in testing conditions is, is a fantastic effort. I wonder what the feeling would be from inside the camp, Hodgie, because you would know now working in the media, it's yep. it, it, it was a debacle at 2-0, wasn't it? Not just because of us losing, but the way we were losing. To to find a way to get up in in unbelievably trying conditions and everything that happened with selection and the captain goes home. I mean, this is, you said it, it's a pretty special moment. Very special. And look, I'll be honest, I'm not sure why the criticism was so harsh, you know, given the facts that you've just reeled off about, what is it, our 14th victory? 14th in 53, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even a one in three opportunity to, to take victory. So, um, everyone knows that's been there, travelled there, toured there in the past. That it's an extremely difficult place to win, and you know it wasn't. It's not a surprise that we were two nil up against it um, coming into this test because, you know, like any touring team that comes here, you know you're under the pump early. You go to the Gabba, it's uh, fast, bouncy, and it's challenging. Then you go to Perth. So no different when Australia toured to India, but to be able to fight back from what would have been, I reckon, a real mental challenge for the Australian team after, you know, getting a a couple of good floggings. It's been a remarkable performance. And then they should be extremely proud of of this Test match win. I reckon, Hodgie, the reason that... Because you're right, we'd been playing so well, particularly since Cummins took over as captain. But the the reason the criticism was so harsh, particularly after the second Test, was it was the way that we lost. Like, all those weird sweep shots and... You know, like it was very un-Australian the way we kind of collapsed. It sort of felt like we, we, I know we didn't give up, but we just kind of like threw our hands up in the air and ran out of gas. I think that's why we were so savage as a cr- cricket-loving nation. I reckon long before this tour happened and long before any tour happened in the past, and I remember Matthew Hayden sweeping his way to 200 uh, in uh, Madras, I think it was, in mm. 2001 or 2003. Every player goes over there with an idea about how to try and dominate spin. And Australia, our whole history has been struggle against spin. It's, it's just the way it is. We, we can't hide it. The conditions over here, uh, fast and bouncy, fast bowler-friendly wickets, and we've struggled with spin. So when you go over there, you have an idea about how you're going to play. And I'm pretty sure that most of the players would have had it in their mind that they're going to sweep and sweep well. The difference is, is that the wickets in this particular series have been pretty much substandard, actually. Yeah, shocking. And, and, and it hasn't allowed you to sweep or play the reverse sweep. Now, the problem with Australia is they didn't quite adapt quick enough um, away from their original plan. So, um, look, it was harsh, but I guess one of the things which we love about the Australian cricket side and, and the Australian sport in general 
is the resilience and being, being able to bounce back after a prop, proper flogging. And, and yep. that's what they've done. And, and that's the spirit. And that's the baggy green essence. Brad Hodge joining me live on Wide World of Sports, 12 minutes past six on this Friday evening. Um, Hodgie, what does this mean for England? And, and I'm keen to get your take on, you know, obviously all the talk around head being left out of out of the first test. But do selectors sometimes try to be too clever for their own good? Like, like how much do you need to pick for conditions versus on form? It's a tough one, wasn't it? Travis Head was probably shocked to a number of people. Um, and, you know, looking back in hindsight, Trav himself would probably say that I would have done a better job than uh, Matty Renshaw's Globe in a couple of runs. So, yeah. um, you know, but, you know, it's been sort of earmarked that Renshaw is actually quite a good player of spin. And with the two left arm orthodox in there, I think that was an opportunity for him to play. Sometimes you get sometimes you get it wrong and, and you, you, you have it with best intentions, a strategy which you go in there with. And, and look, Trav's a gun player, and he's shown today that, you know, he's got the ability to do so, and his record in, over this summer was outstanding. But, you know, when you go into such harsh, uh, unfriendly conditions in terms of cricket, like, there's no tougher than India in terms of, you know, the pitches you face and the conditions you face. And you try and come up with different strategies. To You know, in 2004, when Australia won, they came up with a completely different game plan than what they'd played with ever before. Yeah. So you do try and strategize completely different. And if, you know, the way I sort of, and people will go, well, this is the second best team in the world um, up against the best. So you think, well, the difference can't be that much. But think of a, I think of in uh, football terms where you've just got this amazing home ground advantage like Geelong Football Club. And you're trying to dissect how you beat Geelong down at the Geelong Stadium. Yep. It's a real tough ask. And if you stick to doing the same thing over and over again, you're probably going to lose, right? So that's the analogy of when you go over to India. You probably try and just think a little bit outside the box. And you said, do you get a little bit too cute or funky? Yeah, maybe. But that's the thought process going into it. Do you think Dave Warner will be opening the batting in England? Oh, you've hit me hard there, haven't you, Sammy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here on Wide World of Sports, Oji. We ask you uncomfortable yeah. questions. Uh, look, uh, oh, my gut feeling right now says I, I don't think so. And that's yeah. only because I think that Dave will probably look back and go, is is that what he wants to do as well? So, you is, know, is it true, Hodgie, that like there seems to be this kind of like rhetoric particularly in the media, that oh, well, you, you reach a point at a certain age that you know you, you lose half a second or you lose your reaction time or it just comes a moment as a, as a top-line batsman that you just can't quite get back. Like, does that actually happen? Not really. I, I can't sort of say that to myself because no. only from my own experiences, I played till I was 43, right? Yep. And that was big bash. That's not at the top level. But you, I guess the other thing is is what drives a sportsman. Like Dave's probably achieved everything that he has done in in the game of cricket, mm. and now he's got a young family. He's got different aspects of a sportsman's life which enter, and you know, is that hunger, that drive, going to be there? I guess he's the only one to answer that. I'll tell you what he is though. He's a gun player. Um, there's no doubt about that, and his history's shown that. But is his current form? You know, is it good enough? That's the question. And his record in England 
is is questionable as well mm. in the way that he plays. But all dependent on the wickets as well, because if Basball shows up and they roll out some flat wickets, then Davey and the rest of the Australians will be fine. But if it's a seamer movement, anyone that opens the batting is under the pump in England. It's a tough, tough spot to, to, to play. So it's all in the mind, I reckon, for Davey. No doubt he's good enough, that's for sure. Um, but it's just whether he wants to give it sort of one last real tough crack in England. Yeah, that's where it's at. It. And that's the hard thing for selectors, right? It's all very well saying, oh, he probably won't play. But, you know, then who do they put in? And do they risk throwing head at the top of the order with a, a juke ball that's hooping around the first 30 overs? You know, like, it's not as though we have elite opening batsmen banging the door down. Yeah, I think, look, probably Marcus Harris is definitely the one, you know, that continually piles runs at the Sheffield Shield level. Um Missed an opportunity getting a hundred uh, at the MCG, but I tell you what, that seventy that he made at the MCG when Scotty Bowen went nuts was mm. one of the best seventies you'll face. That grass on that wicket, like we saw, Scotty got what did he get? Seven for six for nothing. Yep. Um, that was a diabolical seamer's wicket, and for Marcus to get seventy three against Anderson and Co really showed the strong mental capacity to be able to succeed in England. So I think if there's going to be someone that comes in, it will be Marcus Harris. And he's shown that his shield form as well, again, for Victoria is unquestionable. Um, does that mean that Davey parts ways? They're the tough decisions that selectors have to make for sure. And Hodgie, before I let you go enjoy your Friday evening, can I just ask you, <laughs> the, the batsman that you were, you're sitting there watching the state of these pitches in India. <laughs> What's your reaction? I'll tell you what, I I give credit to the batters because I could only say that if I was walking out the bat, scratching that surface, (laughs) in my own mind, I'd be thinking, how am I going to get a run here? And you know what I'd probably do? Go, shit, the only way I can get a run is to sweep. (laughs) And then guess what? You probably miss it or you're out LBW and you cop a handful of flack from everyone around the world. So... I'm glad that it's someone else and not me because these pitches are as tough as you can ever get. So it makes for intriguing cricket. There's no doubt about that. So it's, it's not bad for the game? You're, you're okay with it? Well, I'm okay with it. The reason why is that it's I'm, I'm okay as well to see seeming wickets. Why? Because it challenges the batters. It challenges people. Yep. And that's what test cricket's about, right? It's a test. It's meant to be difficult. It's hard. Otherwise, we'd all do it. So I love to see some variations in that. It's probably two days is a little bit over the top, you know, for a, for a test match to finish. But I love to see the spin. That's when you. That's what when you go to India. That's what you think you're going to be confronted with, and that's what it's all about. When you go to England, you want the ball to swing. Why? Because that's the conditions that you think is going to happen. When you come to Australia, we want to see some fast seeming bouncing wickets. They're the challenges of world cricket, I reckon, which keep the game enthusiastic and going forward and exciting. Hodgie, great to touch base. As always, enjoy the no weekend. Worries, Sam. Thanks. Brad Hodge, uh, one of the best domestic cricketers this country, has produced the fourth and final test from next Thursday, the 9th to the 13th of March.